Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chelsea Hagen. Just give Jesus a round of applause and just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we can do better than that. Jesus, we love you, God. Praise your mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, wow. God is so good, isn't he? I don't have anything that he hasn't given me. I really don't. I, I don't. <laughs> the, the, the fact that I'm standing up here is. Uh, the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. Amen. He's so good. He's so good. Well, it's our um, five-year birthday. What a milestone. Like, uh, just even thinking over, you know, where God's brought us from to here is just amazing. Um, and I just want everyone that's been on that five-year journey for us just to come and stand up here. So all the people that have been there right from the get-go, come and stand up here. Come on, Judy, you're part of the furniture for sure. Hallelujah. Mick and Jada, kids, Pop, Denny, Ado and Flinda. Um, Lizzie as well. There's so, there's so many people that have been with us and they've seen it grow from just a, a mere handful of people to what it is today and spread over four campuses. And, um, you know, because these guys have just laid down, you know, their lives, you know, for the house and just been so faithful and so beautiful. Let's just give them a round of applause because they're amazing. Amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good. We can't have this amazing house without amazing people, amen. Bless you guys so much. So good. So, um, you know, the reason that we started uh, Fire Church in Frankston is that God gave Dan three consecutive dreams and he told us where to plant. Um, you know, it wasn't our idea, it was God's idea. And we knew what he wanted us to do and we just did it. We just stepped out in faith with this journey. Um, just at the word of the Lord, we just... We just plan it. We begin to pay to have church in a little, you know, school building. And um, it's just a, amazing some of the funny stories of that school building. I still remember Dave. He's here this service. But I shared in the last one, I, I've just got this vision of Dave trying to, we got locked out. And there was this little window. <laughs> he remembers this little tiny window. And he's trying to edge his way into this tiny little window, people holding him up. Just, just funny times. Um, you know, in the old building where we first started, there was a green button and someone would have to be manning that to let people in and out. And the security guard would come at 10 o'clock and we would literally be lifting people out of the building and be like, are you guys okay? Literally everyone would be on the floor. We're carrying people out. They'd be laughing in the car park. They'd stay there for hours. The presence and the glory of God, just God was just so on it and He's been so on it and with us for every step of the way and um, we're so grateful to God. This is, you know, God's handiwork and, and His heart for this area. So, you know, there's so many funny stories, people having full-on punch-ons and in the pines, people be smoking and swearing and smoking dope and, you know, there always be punch-ons. People are like, is this place safe? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. 
So it's been a real journey. And even, you know, being in this building was such a step of faith. This whole area was just like a concrete bunker. We had no carpet, no chairs. We had no curtains, no stage. It was just, just empty. And it was far beyond what we could do financially. And we kept hearing God say, get this building. This is the next step for Fire Church. And we're like, well, we either sink or we swim because the rent is huge. And we're like, God, we can't do this in the natural. And God has never, ever let us down. The whole time we've been here, He's been so faithful and just provided and just every single step of the way. And because we've just been faithful in those little steps, now we're hiring Marvel Stadium at $1.8 million. Crazy. It's insanity in the natural. It's insanity in the natural, and that's on our head. But I know it's God, and I know it's Australia's time. And so we're excited. We're excited for what God's going to do in this nation and in the world. So it's a whole lot of fun. So what I want to do is um, awesome Maddie up there. Hey, Maddie. Congratulations on being engaged, if anyone didn't know. Come on, man. Who loves the suddenlies of God? We love you, Maddie. You're amazing. You deserve the absolute best. Bless your heart. So good. Oh, it's, I love the suddenlies of God. He's amazing. And um, so he's put together a birthday video of where God's brought us to, where we are at, at the moment. Um, so enjoy this video. Hallelujah. Hey guys, um, thank you so much for coming to celebrate uh, Fire Church Ministries Incorporated's fifth birthday. Uh, this is a really exciting milestone for us um, as a family and um, as a ministry. We're just amazed at what God has done already in these five years. Um, a special mention to every single person who's partnered with us, um, who's just faithfully served and faithfully poured uh, even financially into the house. Um, you know, we really appreciate just your hearts to advance God's kingdom with us. Um, a huge shout out to all our campuses, Justina and Lee um, down in Geelong. You guys are amazing. Um, love what God's doing in the campus down there. You guys are really taking ground for the kingdom of heaven. Um, you know, we've got Cat and Sam and Hawthorne, just amazing um, what you guys are doing, the worship and just the glory and presence of God. And Debbie and Phil in Gippsland, you guys are, you know, taking new territory and in a bigger building. And so happy birthday to all our campuses. We are really excited for what God has done in the last five years. And 
you know, I don't even know what God's going to do in the next five years, but I do know this. It's going to be exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or could think. And so, you know, let's dream bigger together. You know, God just wants us to reach our communities, reach, um, you know, our, our local area. And, you know, let's just go for it. Have an amazing day, um, you know, celebrating with us. Bless you so much. We really appreciate and honor what you guys are doing. Everybody, I want to say happy birthday to all of our family at Fire Church. Man, hasn't the last five years just been spectacular and extraordinary? And I believe we're not even near the promised land yet. We've still got a long way to go. And I believe that God can do more than what we can even possibly ask for, think, or even imagine. So uh, I also want to thank you because uh, I've been released now to do a whole bunch of things for Awakening Australia. And Awakening Australia is like our Aussie missions project. So Fire Church are huge supporters, along with many other churches, of Awakening Australia. So that's where I am now, doing a whole bunch of things on the Gold Coast in the lead up to Awakening Australia. I wish I could be there with you, but I'll be there next week and uh, looking forward to seeing everyone again next Sunday. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. How good is God? Praise you, Jesus. If I can just get Mick and um, Dave up, we're going to sing happy birthday. We've even got cake, yum, free cake and coffee. So a glorious day when you got that. Um, so yeah, so let's get Mick. Where did Mick just disappear to? Can't see him. Or even John Boy, if you want to come up, you can help blow out the candles. So let's go. Let's all sing. Hallelujah. Go for it, Jada. spit on the cake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Praise Jesus. So if you haven't had cake, make sure you eat some. There is an abundance of cake. I'm sure God has multiplied it. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Cake and coffee, it's glorious. Praise you, Jesus. So I just wanted to, um, I, I'm really amazed at what God has done. And, you know, I see that um, video and I just see the impact that we're making, not only in this house, but also, you know, Geelong and Hawthorne and um, Gippsland. And there's people, soldiers out on the street, just witnessing and praying for the sick. And we are multiplying at a rapid rate. We're not just affecting Frankston, we're affecting the world because we've partnered with Awakening. Fire Church is very instrumental in Awakening. Australia and awakening the nations. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise small beginnings. What we are doing is so valuable to God. It's so valuable, but sometimes we have tunnel vision and we're just looking at our own little piece of the puzzle here. But God wants us like Abraham to go out and look up at the stars and see the promises of heaven that nothing is impossible for him. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural, but if we would go up and look up and see the glory of God of what he wants to do in this house, dream bigger, dream bigger. Man, and even when you've thought of something really big, He's exceedingly abundantly above 
all we ask or even think. He's a limitless God. He's amazing. He's amazing. Thank you, Papa. And I really feel, um, you know, I really feel, I'm going to start with this because prophetically I feel this is what God is saying to us at Fire Church as, um, as a whole, to every campus at Fire Church. He's saying this. He's saying for us that He doesn't want us to settle. He doesn't want us to stop. He doesn't want us to be comfortable, even though we've got hundreds and, you know, hundreds of people coming in here and we've got great teams and everything's wonderful. We've got a great building, great worship team, and it's so easy just to settle and become comfortable. But I really feel like God wants to stretch every one of us. He wants us to get out of our comfort zones and begin to carry more of a capacity of His kingdom to release heaven to the nations, to release heaven to your families, to release heaven to our communities. If we swing wide, you gates, and just let the King of glory come in, that we can just pour out heaven wherever we go. Amen. Amen. This is the verse He gave me. This is for our next season for Fire Church. This is His prophetic word to us. Isaiah 54, 2. And it says this, Enlarge, broaden, make room, make wide open the place of your tent, the covering, the dwelling, the place and home, and let them stretch forth, which means to spread out the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, refrain, refuse not to lengthen. That word lengthen is to draw out thy cords and strengthen. That word strengthen translates as seize, to fasten upon, to fortify thy stakes. For you shall break forth, break out, increase, burst out on the right hand and on the left hand. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Come on, that is God's Word. He wants us to be stretched. He wants us to be beyond comfortable. Because if we can do it in our own strength, it's not God. He said that he, we can do all things in Christ who strengthens us. Come on. Can hear just faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Hallelujah. God has not planted this to be anything small. He's not called us to maintain even what we have. He's called us to take over. He's called us to take over our communities, over our state, over our nation, over the nations of the earth. He has not called us to something small. I am so hungry for God. I see this and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful to God, but I want more. I am not going to settle here. I want more. Jesus, we want more. We want more people set free. We want more people healed. We want more people delivered. We want more people out of the kingdom of darkness and into His glorious light. I want to see more families restored, more marriages restored. I want to see us just advance the kingdom. Every single one of us, just everyday Christians, bringing the glory of God wherever we go. Man, this community, it's be one in like so quickly, so quickly. And so don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise small beginnings. We are not in the promised land. We're on our way there, but we are not there. We have not fulfilled what God told us to fulfill when he told us to plant here. 
Hallelujah. He has been with us and he has increased and he has just poured out. And we've got four campuses and it's amazing, but we are not to settle. Amen. We are not to settle. We want more, Jesus. We're hungry. We're, ex- we're in expectation of him. Five years has been glorious, but man, we need to just press forward and look forward. Amen. Hallelujah. So I was speaking to God um, this week, and He said to me, Chels, I want you to read about the promised land. I want you to read Exodus, and I want you to read about Moses. Love Moses. Poor Moses. I feel so sorry for Moses. <laughs> millions of whinging people. I, I've got three kids, and that's enough when they start whinging, but he had millions. I'm like, oh my goodness, poor man. But anyway, God began to speak to me and he said, Chelsea, you're not in the promised land. Um, And he said, there are enemies on the way to the promised land. And that's what he wants us to, to get in our heart and to, you know, not to dwell on the enemy, but to recognize what the enemy's strategy is on the way to the promised land. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Praise God, he's got so much more. I can't even imagine what he's going to do in five years. I get excited thinking about it because it is far beyond what we've even thought of. It's far more glorious. We're already affecting the world. So where's, where is it going to go? This little church in Frankston is having a worldwide impact. What you do matters. What you're doing in this place matters. Don't look at the narrow little thing that you're doing. It is having such a big impact. Look up at the stars and see what God is doing. See the endless possibilities of what God is doing in this house. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So enemy number one, it can be easy to settle or even to start looking back at the good old days. Well, the good old days were glorious, but we're in more glory now. He says we go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to strength to strength to strength to strength. We're in more glory days now than we were back then. And we're going to more glory and more glory and more glory. And we can make the mistake of looking back at even the past revivals and all this other wonderful stuff that's happened. But don't let that be your benchmark. God wants to do something greater, something bigger, something fresh, something new, something different. And we need to be open to what He wants to do. Amen. It's so, you know, even in um, verse 14, and it talks about how Jesus leads them, leads them through the this, the Red Sea on dry ground, their feet don't even get wet. <laughs> God is amazing. And we can see these incredible signs and wonders and miracles right before our very eyes, but our hearts can want to be turned back and to go back and to start to look back. And so let's go to Exodus 14:10. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. So you've got to imagine there, you know, they've got Pharaoh's armies. They can probably hear the galloping of the horses, and, and they're behind them, they're, you know, increasing upon them, and all they've got in front of them is the ocean. I mean, you're surrounded. There is no way out. No wonder they're afraid. You know, but beautiful Jesus, here he comes and he just parts the Red Sea and they just walk through and he takes out every one of their enemies. Wow, amazing miracles that they saw with their own eyes. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? 
Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we tell you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And so they are groaning. God's hearing their groans. They're not even saying to God, come and deliver us. It says um, in the Bible, it says God heard their groanings and he sent a deliverer. So they're under severe oppression from the Egyptians, being beaten and all this crazy stuff. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. Hallelujah. And if you're faced with that situation where you feel the enemy bearing down on you and you're surrounded, you're surrounded by him. <laughs> this is how we fight our battles. We trust God. We trust God. It doesn't matter how thundering the enemy is. So what? We've got God. Almighty Jesus, hallelujah. And this is the word for them, Exodus 14, 14. And the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. I mean, how easy is that? God fights, we hold our peace. How glorious. That's a good, that's a good deal right there. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore cry thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel. And this is what he said, that they go forward. And this is the word to fire church that we go forward. We're not to look back. We're not to settle. We're not to think about, oh, well, you know, they're the good old days. No, the days are more glorious now. We are going into more glorious land. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Exodus 16:3. The Israelites said unto them, If only, here we go, here's the children of Israel. And I'll, I'll point out so, <laughs> chapter 14, God delivers them. They see with their own eyes the most glorious miracle, probably, than any one of us has ever seen. Just the, the, the Red Sea just parting. They physically walk through it. So they see these amazing um, miracles. And so, verse 15. They, they're, you know, just dancing and singing and singing God's praises. And then verse 15, verse 22, they start complaining. Yikes. And so they start to say to Moses, if only we died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, where we sat around the pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Blaming God, blaming the leader, blaming, blaming people. And so even though they're in crazy bondage, they've been fully just absolutely oppressed by the Egyptians, yet they've forgotten so quickly the amazing miracles that God has done. Their hearts are already turned back there. Even though they walk through the Red Sea on dry ground, they've got a pillar of fire. They've got cloud behind them. They're, I mean, are you serious? But we can be like that. Oh, the good old days, remember when it was like, no, God released you from bondage. God released you from sin and death. We're never to look back. We go forward. We go forward. Forget what's behind. You can't fix any of it. You can't go back and fix stuff that went wrong. Forget it. Move forward in the things that God's got for you. There's no point rehashing up the past. You can't change a thing. Move forward. Stop looking in the rear view mirror. There's no glory there. 
You'll stunt your growth. You'll stagnate your growth in God. Move forward in the things that He has. He'll fix all that up. He'll pour out on you. He'll pour that blessing back. He'll be the restorer. He'll give you more than you ever had back there. Believe God. Don't look back. He's doing a new thing. You can't afford to look back. Move forward. Jesus is saying that. Move forward now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And it can be so easy to settle. It can be so, I mean, I could just settle. This is just so, so easy now. This is awesome. I'm comfortable. This is great. Uh, no. No, I want God to stretch me. I want God to increase the capacity in this house. I want to see thousands. I want to see hundreds of thousands of people affected for the gospel. I want to see global domination. I want to see the kingdom of heaven advance in this nation, every nook and cranny and every dark place. Jesus has already won. Jesus has already won. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we can't afford to be a fan of Jesus. We can't afford to be his fan. A definition of a fan is an enthusiastic devotee as of a sport or a performing art, usually as a spectator. You know what a fan's like? You know, they're in the footy game or whatever. Oh, why'd you kick the ball like that? You should have done it like that. What are you doing, mate? Seriously, come on. Yet they're not on the field. They're not in the game. They're just shouting from the sidelines of how they think you should do it. Come on, man. God is not calling us to be a fan, but he's calling us to be a follower. A follower of Jesus. We're not called to be fans. Yay, Jesus, till you want me to do something I don't want to do. Well, I'm not your fan anymore. Come on. I don't think Jesus felt like going to the cross. I don't think Jesus felt like going to the cross. Yet we're so pushed around by our feelings. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like that. Well, Jesus didn't either. Yet he said, not my will be done, but your will be done, God. And that has to be our heart. We're going to go through hard times. There is persecution coming. There is persecution coming to this nation. And we need to be ready. We need to make sure that we're a follower. Wherever you go, God, I'll go. Even if it's hard, God. Even if it costs me something, God. Even if I have to lie down and die and yield my will to your will, even though I don't want to, God. Even though I don't want to do your word right now, God, I'm going to yield. Not my will be done, but your will be done. God is not looking for fans. He's looking for followers. And we have to resolve in our heart, God. Man, when I gave my life to Jesus, I gave my life to Jesus. I don't own my own life anymore. It's His. It's His. Wholeheartedly, every day of my life belongs to the King of glory. We're either all in or we're not. We're either hot or we're cold. We're either gathering with Him or we're scattering. We're either with Him or we're against Him. There is no middle ground. There's no middle ground and He's calling us to be followers. He's calling us to be disciples of Christ where we lay down to our will, our emotions, what we wanna do, what we think is right and to get on His Word and to yield our life to the King of glory and let the King of glory come in that He can pour out and He can reach nations through us. 
that we would represent Him on this earth well, that we would look more like Him, that we would let Him just mold us and shape us the way that He wants to. Not, oh, you can shape me the way, you know, oh, no, 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 Jesus, no, do it this way, do it that way. Sorry, the Bible isn't a democracy. We don't get to choose. It's not we sit around and have a little discussion. Well, what do you think about that? What do you think? It... <sighs> Come on, man. Jesus said it. It's in here. It's <sighs> Genesis to Revelations. Do the Word of God. It'll work out well. It's when we think we've got a better idea, we've got a better plan. Oh yeah, but what about this circumstance and what about that circumstance? Even to do with abortion, the Bible says thou shalt not murder. It doesn't say, oh, but, but if there's this circumstance or that circumstance or whatever, here, there, there. It says thou shalt not murder. Full stop. It's not a democracy. We've got to stop thinking the Word of God is a democracy. God says it. It says, if you're a hearer only, you'll be deceived. But we've got to be doers. We've got to read this word and go, okay, God, how does that apply to me? God, what are you saying to me? How can I let this word, God, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that, God, forgive me. I'm going to start walking in that truth now, God. We have to become the Bible. It's not something we quote. It's not something that we, we say. It's something that we become. We become the living word. We become living epistles of God. We can't afford to just think, oh, well, this is how I feel. And this is, you know, the trend of the day. And this is what culture's saying. And this is, this is you know, <laughs> well, Im immorality's okay now. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's never been. It's not now. It's not yesterday. And it's not tomorrow either. We must stick to the Word of God or you're going to be deceived and you're going to go off track. And my heart burns for this. I'm like, God, we've got to be disciples. Not your will be done, God. Not, sorry, not my will be done, but your will be done, God. We've got to die to self. We've got to die to self. Me, me, me. How does that affect me? Me, me. Who cares about me? Care about Jesus. What about Jesus? Come on. I get fired up about this stuff, man. I'm passionate about Jesus getting his full reward. And so we can't settle. We can't afford to look back. We have to go forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be a spectator. Don't be a spectator. Thank you, God. Enemy number two. Enemy of reaching your promised land is a heart of entitlement and not thankfulness. God is always testing our heart motives and our attitudes. You might fool man, but God sees everything. Even when you think stuff in your heart, He hears it like you've said it. You can't hide anything from God. Our hearts are laid bare before Him. You can't fool God. He's always testing. He's always, he's always proving our hearts. That's what he does. Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. Oh, praise God. Praise God. I love his word. Oh, I love it. It challenges me. It convicts me. 
It causes me to change, causes me to lay down what I think is right and take up what he says. Thank you, God, for your word. And it's so funny. You look at the children of Israel. God is always going to provide. He's always got an answer, but he's testing our heart in the process. He provided for them protection. They walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. He destroyed their enemies. He had a cloud by day, pillar of fire at night. The bitter's waters were made sweet. He provided manna from heaven. Their feet never swelled up in the desert in 40 years. He provided water from the rock, victory from every enemy. Yet all through Moses' reign, they complained and whinged to Moses and became entitled and unthankful, blaming God, blaming leadership, blaming every, everyone else. And they forgot the miracles which they had just seen. They forgot the victory song that they had sung in the previous chapter. The previous chapter. How quick we can forget what God has already done. How quick we can get into entitlement. Well, God, you haven't done that. And you said you'd do that. No, 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 no. Murmuring and complaining. God forbid. I'm so grateful and so thankful for what God has done in this house. Every bit of it. Every life change. Every small thing. So grateful and so thankful. Man, I don't deserve to be standing here. I don't deserve to be standing here. Yet God, man, he's amazing. He's beautiful. He is beautiful. Hallelujah. And so, you know, we can't just, you know, we've come this far and that's awesome. And we're singing the victory song and in unity and that. But lest we forget what God has done. Lest we begin to start looking back, oh, the good old days. No, the days are glorious before us. Glorious. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And we see here they hit their first obstacle in the wilderness after their great and amazing um, victory. And we see um, in fifth verse, sorry, Exodus verse 15, 24, they were thirsty, so they hit their first obstacle, right? So everything's going glorious. They've been delivered um, from the Egyptians. They've walked through. Their enemies are all destroyed. And here we go. Here's their first test. They were thirsty, and all there seemed to be was bitter water. And immediately, immediately some people started to complain to Moses. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? So he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. He made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. He knew what he was going to do. He's always testing our heart and our motives. He's testing. How is your attitude? <laughs> How's our heart when things don't go our way? And when things aren't perfect and when we come up against obstacles and curveballs and different things that, you know, you know, something's happened, but, oh, that doesn't suit me. That's going to affect me. How's our attitude in that? Even though God's already gone before us and made a way for every single thing. He already knows what he's going to do. He's God. You think he doesn't know what he's going to do? Oh, sorry, Charles. Uh, no, I haven't. Sorry, I need to think a bit more about that one. He's already gone before us. Hallelujah. And so what is our response to God? 
You know those times where you know God's testing you and you're like, oh, yeah, I got this one, God. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it'll be extra, you know, good in that. And then there's those ones where you see after he's tested you and you're like, oh, sorry, God. <laughs> Missed that one. Not on my own here, am I? God's the 11th hour God and I hate that about God, but I love that about God. But man, it's hard, but it's like, you're doing good at the ninth hour. Yep, we're good, God. Tenth hour, awesome, God. Eleventh hour, doing so good, God. Eleven thirty, us is getting hard. Eleven fifty nine, where are you, God? <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. He, I reckon he just waits. I'm sure of it. The whole time I've served God, it's like eleven fifty nine and a few extra seconds. He's a funny, he's got a funny sense of humor. He really does. He has a funny, and he always comes through, doesn't he? Doesn't he always come through? There's always the biggest battle before the greatest breakthrough. You can be going through full on stuff and then bang, here comes the victory and the, and the glory at the other end. He's always, he's already made the way for you. We just got to trust him. Just trust him. He's so good. So he's testing us. Thanks, God. We love you, Jesus. He's amazing. Thank you, God. Enemy number three, complaining and division. So I just want to point out here. So Moses in verse 15, 24. So here we go. It's got um, some people started complaining to Moses. And then a little bit further on, it now says, the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against both Moses and Aaron this time. And so a little bit of leaving can go through the whole lump really quickly when we start murmuring and complaining and God, you should do it this way and do it that way. And it's all against God. It's not against, you know, even leadership or anything. It's just that little bit of negativity goes a long way. And so, you know, God's testing them again. They're, they're, they're wanting, you know, bread. They're wanting food for their stomach. And Exodus 16, 4, And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, I will reign bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. So again, he's testing them. God's testing them to see, are you going to follow basic instructions? He hasn't given them something hard. He's just said, uh, don't leave any till the morning. Just, just collect what you need and don't, I mean, that's a really basic, simple instruction, right? A, a kid could follow that. Just collect some and just don't do it here. <laughs> so funny. Exodus 16.30, Moses said, no one leave any till the morning, but they didn't heed Moses and some of them kept it till the morning and it bred worms and stank. When we don't listen to God and the way that He wants to do it and the way that He's telling us to build and the way that He's, you know, we're, we're listening very closely to God of how He's building this house. Now our hearts are just for always before God. God, what do you want to build? What do you want to do here? How do you want to do it? How, you know, what step do we need to take? All that stuff. But if we don't listen, if we don't hear the Word of God and do it, then it's going to breed worms. It's going to stink. Because it's not of heaven. It said, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. 
It says to Timothy 3.1, Know this also in the last days, perilous times shall come. We're in the last days now. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful. God forbid that we get an entitled attitude towards God and become unthankful in our hearts for everything that He's done. Unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, higher-minded, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And so unity's brought us this far, you know. It's, it's amazing, like I was saying before, with the kids, we can take them out and we can have a glorious day and do so many fun things. And as soon as we get in the car, oh, we didn't do this. Oh, well, we, how come we didn't do that? And I'm like, are you serious? Did you just see like all the amazing stuff that we did? It, we don't want an entitled attitude. How does that affect me, 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 me? Forget me. What about Jesus? You know, we're sons and daughters of God, but you can still have spoiled sons and daughters. You can still have entitled sons and daughters. Let that be far from us as the body of Christ, that we're thankful and we're grateful for everything that we have. Amen. We're so blessed in this nation, ridiculously blessed. We're to enter into His gates with thanksgiving in our heart and enter His courts with praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're to be faithful, obedient, diligent, unified. You know, Awakening is our our missions project, you know, this year. And we have absolutely been instrumental um, in awakening. You guys are having impact on on the nations. I said this before, but for real, like don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise what you're doing now because it is so valuable to God. It's so valuable to Him. Every little bit, every bit that you pour out, every prayer, everything that you're doing matters to the kingdom of heaven. Everything. And we're advancing the kingdom faster than you could ever imagine. The enemy's backed up in a little corner. I was thinking this week, you know, the media loves to blow stuff up and they're talking about one road rage incident. And then my mind flicked to, what about the billions of people that didn't have a road rage incident? Oh, there's one person that was murdered. But what about the billions of people that didn't murder anyone? Yeah, the enemy's just trying to magnify himself that he's just this great big entity when he's just not. He's backed up in a corner because the kingdom of heaven is advancing quicker than we could ever imagine. There are prayer meetings, there is unity, there is stadium events, there are people out on the streets like never before. Everyone's praying for the sick, people are getting healed, set free, delivered everywhere, all over the world. Come on, if God is for you, who can be against you? Seriously, nobody, that's right. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? No one. No one can stop the Lord Almighty. No one. It doesn't matter what principality comes. He's far above every principality and power. Come on, we've got to believe what we are doing. We're not on the back foot in a corner defending the gospel. We are taking ground. We are on the front foot. Come on, gospel's being preached. 
people are coming out of the kingdom of darkness. We're destroying and demolishing every work of darkness that we see. People are getting healed and set free and it's phenomenal what God is doing. Don't be a spectator. Don't be a fan. Resolve in your heart, even today, even if you have been a fan and you're like, oh man, you know, and maybe God's bringing conviction. Let Him bring conviction. Conviction's good. It's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, but let Him convict you. And all you've got to do is just make that resolve in your heart. God, I'm going to be a follower. I don't care where you go, God, or how skinny the path gets. I'm following you. I'm following hard after you. Man, it is not time to sit back and be a spectator. This is the greatest move of God we've potentially ever seen. This is the biggest move of God even since Billy Graham. Come on. I get excited. I'm like, I just don't even know what God's going to do. I'm so excited. I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat just waiting. What are you going to do now? Come on, let's stir up the passion, the excitement, the fire of God. Let's get in our faces. God, stretch me. God, I'm comfortable. Get me out of my comfort zone. Can't afford to be comfortable in this hour. You're born for such a time as this. It's no accident that you're sitting here in this timeline. You could have been born in the 1900s. Could have been born and whenever. But you're here for this hour, for this time in history, for such a time as this, as the end time army of the Lord to rise up, to be all that God's called you to be, to walk in the fullness of God, to use your authority here on this earth. You've been given authority. You've been given the keys of the kingdom. Use them. Use them. They're yours. They're yours. And we serve a God that's limitless. There's no lid on God. Wow. Selah. Just think about that for a bit. Serious. Let God stir you with faith, passion. God, what do you want to do through my life? Let's do that. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So let's just recap quickly. So the enemy of number one is looking back or settling. We cannot afford in this hour. We're on our way to the promised land, but we're not there yet. We have not fulfilled what God told us to do in, um, in Frankston or in any of the campuses. We are not there yet. We've, we've been on a five-year journey and we're on our way, but this is not, this is not the promised land. God has a far bigger plan for this place than what is here right now. We've got to believe and we've got to go forward and we've got to push forward and let God stretch us, amen? Enemy number two is coming into a place of entitlement instead of thankfulness. You know, let's always just have heart of thanks for every little thing that we have. It's an honour to serve in God's house. I never take it for granted. I know that I shouldn't be here. I'm like, God, you just dragged me out of a pub, the least likely to even be standing here with severe anxiety, full-on depression, couldn't even speak in front of people, yet He uses me to stand up here and do this. I'm like, that's ridiculous, God. It's ridiculous. It's a favour of God. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. If He can do that with me, He can do it with anyone. 
He doesn't need someone that's eloquent of speech. He doesn't need someone that's fully rehearsed in theology. He doesn't need that. He just needs a heart that says, you know what, God, not my will be done, but your will be done. Yes, God, I'm willing. I'm going to go forward, God. That's all he needs. That's all he's looking for. His eyes go to and fro all over the earth, looking for those whose hearts are perfect before Him, that He can make Himself strong towards. Is that you? Is that you? Why is His eyes going all over the earth? He should be like, here's one, here's one, there's one, there's one. He should be spoilt for choice. We've got to lay our lives down for the gospel wholeheartedly. And I just want to, I just want to create a bit of space and you know, if this message has really touched your heart and maybe, you know, you've been a fan, maybe you're just like, yeah, God, you know, I've been a, been a spectator or, you know, whatever it is, or you don't know Him, then I just want to invite the prayer team up and I want to just create some space. You know, if you're not wholeheartedly serving God and you're like, that's it, God, I'm done half serving you, God, I'm all in, I'm all chips in, there is no plan B in my life, then I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward because God needs people that are all in. He needs people whose hearts are just burning for the gospel, that there is nothing else. They're living wholeheartedly for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Man, this life is so short. This life is gonna pass away. Everything in this life is gonna pass away except for one thing, the Word of God and souls. Souls, we can bring souls to heaven. And so I just want everyone just to um, just to shut their eyes. I just want to give an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus in this house, if you are not in right relationship with Him, if you've never asked Jesus to be um, Lord and Savior of your life, you, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, man, wow, you know, you're feeling that conviction. Then I just want you to raise your hand. If you want to get right with God today, the Creator of the universe, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, then I just want you to put your hand up. I want anyone to leave without not knowing Christ. Could be the last time you ever hear the good news message of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is there anyone in the house? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We're amongst Christians. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you, Papa. So I just want to open up this altar. If you just need to get your heart right with God or you just want healing or whatever you, whatever you need, you know, just come and just get a fresh touch from God and a, a word from God and, and um, just be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. So we're going to officially, um, we're going to officially close the service. And if we can just go to that song, Burn Like a Fire in Me, you know, and just sing that together. I, I want God to burn like a fire in me that the whole world may see. That's got to be our heart's cry. God, burn like a fire in me. So let's all just stand up. We're going to sing that song together. If you've got um, children in kids' church, go and pick them up. Enjoy cake and coffee, face painting if you want it. And let's just sing together and, and really heart cry out to God. Burn like a fire in me. The whole world would see. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or other resources and information, you can check out our website at firechurch.com.au. Thank you.